everyone. Welcome to the Roto-Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, CBTPFL. It's Tuesday. It is May 10th. It is 2022. We have 12 baseball games to talk about here on today's podcast. I'm joined today by my buddy, Genie for 07. Grant Niefer, what's happening, my friend? Not too much. Just got done with a live betting show with Analyx Capper and Daniel. And yeah, made like a G on the show. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm in a good mood. Heck yeah. Me and him um, went 4-0 in F1 bets this weekend on scores and odds. So there you Ooh, go. Ooh, I need to start tailing you. I need I need to diversify my portfolio, as they say in the stock market, which <laughs> is tanking. I'm losing all, half my retirement, Scott, in the last week. Heck Luckily, I didn't yeah. have much of a retirement. Half of my $1,000 is gone. <laughs> I mean, it, it was more than that. I, I know. I, I, I mean, I have a, I have like three lost 401ks from prior jobs and random other things that I'll find eventually. I don't know how those are doing, but I just, in order for the deductions, threw some in the IRA, and I just decided to start investing. Like, I just invested all of it a week and a half ago, and half of it's gone. <laughs> Heck yeah. Um, just kidding. That stinks. Um, but yeah, it's literally less money than I won tonight. So it, if it, if I had a, if I had six figures in there or even five figures in my IRA, be a little bit different. But <laughs> I'm not really going to care over 2K. All right. Well, we got some baseball to talk about. Um, I'm going to try not to be super distracted. I like faded a lot of bats outside of the Dodgers on the early games and um, loaded up on these late games. So we're recording as these games are like going. So I'm going to try not to get distracted here. But Reese Hoskins was was huge. It was huge. Anyway, the the best player in the NBA is about to start playing. So heck yeah. Steph Curry has been banned. Oh. Did Jokic win the MVP? Uh, yep. Yeah, just got paid out. Nice 25-30K yeah. today. I knew you had a lot because you and I have talked about it in the past. I knew you had a lot on it, so that's cool. So, All right, let's talk some baseball. That's what everybody wants us to talk about. So let's get started here. We got the Mets and the Nationals. No total in this game. It sounds like it's going to be Carlos Carrasco going up against Patrick Corbin. Looking at Carrasco first, any interest here in Carlos Carrasco? I don't hate it. I mean, the problem is there's so many good pitching options on this slate. Um, He's in the cheaper end. He's right next to Nola, which I think I prefer Nola by a decent amount. Um, But he's he's pretty solid overall for the price tag. The number's been pretty solid overall this year. He's good. It's not a terrible matchup going up against the Nationals. So he's there's just a long list of pitchers, and he's second for me in the uh, slightly cheaper range behind Nola in the AK range. But, I mean, I still take most of the guys over his price tag. So he's not a guy I'm going to go out of my way to throw in my lineups. But if I end up on that price tag, then I'm, I have no problem throwing him in. Pitching on this slate is loaded, like you said. It yeah. is loaded. Um, so, I mean – Washington's not a huge strikeout team. They're one of the better teams in baseball uh, against right-handed pitching. They're top 10 in a lot of stats. Um, Strikeout rate, ISO, WOBA, WRC+. They're all right there. So I'm probably going to look elsewhere today than Carrasco, but 
I mean, he's actually thrown like three good games out of his last four starts. So um, something to just kind of note that if he's going to be very low on, maybe roll the dice. I can tell you for certain I'm not playing Patrick Corbin here. Nope. He just pitched a gem in Coors, though. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you know this. Major League pitchers, pretty much any of them can have one good game. Especially in Coors, right? When everyone's stacking against them. So, yeah. yeah, it seems how it goes sometimes. <laughs> um, let's talk Mets bats here. Obviously, I like Pete Alonso. He's under 5K, going up against the lefty. Him and Sterling Marte, I like a lot. I'll probably find like a third piece if I'm going to play those guys. Like James McCann's 3,100. JD Davis is 3,100. I think finding a third piece to pair with Alonzo and Marte is what I'd be looking at here for the Mets. Yeah, I mean, the problem is it's going to be tough to pay for guys. I mean, if Canada breaks into the lineup at 2.7K with platoon split, I mean, yeah. Corbin is just not very good versus righties anymore. So that's obviously who I'm targeting. Um, but Alonzo and Marte are the two guys that really stand out. If you want to throw Escobar, if you want to throw Canha, it makes a great salary saving piece, but I'm probably staying away from most of the switch hitters and the lefties here. Any interest in the Washington bats in this spot? No, not really. Like I, like you said, like I said, Carrasco has been good. All their prices are all the way up. I mean, I never have a problem with paying Soto as a one-off, but Bell sitting over 5k versus a very good pitcher. Not a guy I want to go with. Cruz, Hernandez, both sitting over 4K, and the rest of the line just not being not being great. Uh, I'm just kind of out on everyone here. It just doesn't seem worth it for their price tags going up against a good pitcher. Yeah, I mean, you could always play Soto in any matchup, but I'll probably pass on him here. He probably is going to be very low-owned, so if you want a low-owned two-home run upside type of guy, you know, Soto is definitely one of those guys. So. Up next, we got the Blue Jays at New York facing the Yankees. This game, seven and a half total. Yankees, a 160 favorite in this one. Any interest here in Yusei Kikuchi going up against the Yankees? I mean, he is cheap. He's one of those guys in the cheaper range that I think you could take a shot on. Obviously, a guy that has been way better versus lefties than righties. He did just put up a pretty solid overall game going up against the Yankees. I think he had 20-plus points, if I remember correctly yeah, 27 so he had a pretty solid outing rest of the year hasn't been great but he's also had some very tough matchups going up against the yankees twice houston twice and boston so he hasn't had the easiest matchup so his overall stats are probably a little bit better than what he's had the 3.9 implied team total gives me a little bit of hope that kikuchi can still hold his own versus this lineup but i mean the fact that he's facing a bunch of righties really scares me um but the price tag, 6600 I think I prefer one other guy in this range. But overall, Kikuchi, if you can't find the salary to pay up for another pitcher, he's definitely not a bad guy to go with. He just dominated this team. Seven strikeouts, one earned run, which was a home run. Um, but really just had a great – and his home run that he gave up was against – I'm pretty sure it was Joey Gallo who hit that yep. home run. Um, so 6600 upside – uh, sure. Uh, I don't hate the idea of rolling the dice on him. I don't honestly like don't even hate the idea of rolling the dice on Severino in this spot at 7,900 under 8k. We're looking for a couple cheap pitchers to potentially pair with some of these studs and Severino is another guy that can get some strikeouts and, and control a game. Um, interest here at 7,900 in him. 
I mean, a little bit. The price tag is what's really interesting. I mean, his overall numbers, like the actual numbers, sitting at 4.17 xFIP, 22% K rate, probably due for some positive aggression with his swing strike rate, low walk rate, gets ground balls. Like everything is better than his overall numbers have shown so far. I mean, he's been great in the past. Finally got up to 93 pitches in the last outing. The problem is this slate is just absolutely stacked with pitching. Um, not a lot of guys right around the same price range, but there are a few. I mean, honestly, it could be one of those slates where I'm just putting in bats and then dealing with pitching afterwards. Like, if I'm stuck at 7,900, I'm throwing in Severino. If I'm stuck at 8,100, I'm throwing in Wood. 8,300, Ray. 8,700, Carrasco. Um, it's just whatever I end up having left for my SP2. It's kind of what I'm going with. Um, but Severino is clearly in that conversation. Tough matchup versus the Blue Jays, but he's good versus righty bats. And there's a 3.2 implied total against him. So I don't think I can argue against him. I'm just not going to go out of my way to play him. Yeah, that's kind of how I feel is I don't know if I go out of my way to play him, but he is right there. And I mean, once you get under 8K, we have a lot of pitchers over 8K that are very playable on this slate. But once you get under 8K, it's like kind of iffy on who you would potentially take shots on here. Um, Bats in this game, anything that you like here for Toronto? Not really. I mean, like I said, Severino's a good pitcher and he's very good versus righties. He has one of the best sliders out there, or at least he did before he got injured. Still been pretty good so far this year. Uh, so I'm probably staying away from Springer, Bichette, Vlad, Teoscar, Giriel, um, even though Giriel's pretty cheap. And don't really want to play pace at 4.7K for Collins or don't really want to play Tapia, probably the bottom of the lineup. So I mean, if Tapia gets a decent lineup spot, which I doubt he will, then I could see playing him. Outside of that, there's really no need to pay these price tags in a bad matchup for the Blue Jays, especially with the Yankees bullpen behind him. I think the only way I'm playing Toronto is like a stack, but I probably won't stack them. I could see stacking the Yankees, though. Kikuchi, if, especially if he gets like a little bit of ownership here from pitching well against them last time. But, I mean, there's just so many power right-handed bats in this lineup with a lefty on the hill in the Yankee stadium. Like, I think I have to have a little interest here um, in the Yankees. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely the power righties. I mean, Kikuchi, again, good versus lefties, so I'm staying away from Rizzo and Gallo, even though Gallo did just hit a bomb. But the righties, Donaldson, Stanton, Judge, even Mayhew and Hicks, all of them are pretty solid overall plays here. Kikuchi can give up some bombs, so you can take one-offs, or you can stack them up. All right, we got Boston heading to Atlanta. Of course, not when I'm going to Atlanta. They have to be in Atlanta. Eight and a half total is what this game opened at on some books. It's seven and a half most places now. Um, Braves, a 130 to 140 favorite, depending on where you're looking. Whitlock against Wrights. Any interest here in Garrett Whitlock? I mean, it's a tough matchup here for Whitlock. He's been He's been decent recently. He's had three good start or two good starts and two bad starts over his last four games. Um, strikeout stuff is there. I just don't like the matchup. The price tags right in that range with Severino, Wood, Kluber, and Robbie Ray. So, I mean, honestly, I'm probably going down to a guy like Clevenger or Kikuchi instead of Whitlock, or I'm going to try and get a few extra hundred dollars for any of the pitchers above him. So, I, I don't really have a ton of interest in him. Yeah. 
the pitch count, I think, is the biggest thing. He is going to stay in the rotation for right now because Rich Hill um, is out. So if he's facing anybody but Atlanta, I think I would potentially roll the dice, but the Atlanta lineup is is really solid. And then Kyle Wright's 10K. Like, I get it. He He dominated Miami and the Chicago Cubs, but 10K for a guy going up against the Red Sox with so many other pitchers on this slate. I think this is the spot I pass on Kyle Wright. Yeah, he's definitely not my favorite. Again, this slate is stacked. There's other guys I'd probably rather end up going with, but he's in the he's in the mix of things. I mean, I don't know where ownership's going to land at all. I have no idea. It's a tough matchup going up against the Red Sox. He has been very good so far to start the season, averaging close to 25 points a game. Um, it's it's tough. Like it, it's one of those spots where if he's coming in low single digit digit ownership and Ownership's concentrating on guys like Giolito, Verlander, Ryan. Um, then I think that I will probably play right just because of game theory. Um, he doesn't grade out as better pitchers than any of those guys, but he is a guy that has been playing very well and could end up easily putting up a big out and going up against the Red Sox. Yeah, I could see him pitching well. This is like one of those spots where I probably won't play Kyle Wright, but I probably won't play the Red Sox unless and like I, I I'm gonna hold my right to reserve the or reserve the right to hold like whether or not I'm gonna play right or not because there's been some Red Sox lineups that have been rolled out there lately that have been not great. So we'll have to see on right, but I, I know one thing I'm not playing bats against him. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm definitely out. I mean, especially considering pretty much everyone's over 5K going up against what is now an elite pitcher in Cattle, right? I'm I'm fully crossing them off. Anything here on the Braves? I don't hate them. Uh, Woodlock's pretty solid overall, but can get into some trouble. I don't like the price tags, but, I mean, if you can pay up for them, like you pretty much have to double barrel uh, lower end pitching in order to get them. The temperature is going to be 78, which is – pretty solid for this baseball season so far uh it's just the pricing that's going to get me away but I, I have no problem with any of the atlanta bats it's just i don't want to pay up for them yeah that's kind of where i'm at i think this is going to be a pretty low scoring game so all right we got houston at minnesota six and a half total in this game the astros a 150 favorite most places. If you're at Bet MGM and you can still get this at 135, I, I definitely don't mind Astros minus 135 here. Uh, it's 150 most places, but Justin Verlander going up against Joe Ryan. And the other thing here is like there's a strong possibility that Minnesota is without Correa and Buxton. Um, and like Correa, they said it's probably not a realistic thing to think that he um, is going to not be there. So, like, if no Buxton, no Correa, like Justin Verlander is going to dominate this Minnesota team at ten four. Justin Verlander, top pitcher on the slate for me, Grant. Yep, just hitting the Astros money line for the little amount of money MGM will let me get on it. Um, minus 135 though i mean looking at like fandle DraftKings, it's 150 like i think that's a nice little value with no correa no buxton yeah i mean ryan's been good this year but if buxton and correa both aren't going to end up playing then 
that's just that's just stealing there um so yeah i just i just hit it because why not um but yeah verlander probably the top overall pitcher on the slate especially if buxton correa aren't in the lineup which correa shouldn't be in the lineup um decent strikeout matchup probably an above strikeout matchup uh he's been great so far this season got up over 100 pitches in his last outing seems like he's fully stretched out and good to go put up 30 points in two of the last four games hasn't had less than 14 so far this season sign me up he's he's best pitcher on the slate yeah especially like cray is likely not going to play and if buxton's out this is just a watered down minnesota lineup and then Joe Ryan on the other side, he, he hasn't gone more than 90 pitches in the start of the season. The Astros are a very patient offense. I could see Joe Ryan not getting through like the fifth here, not necessarily having a bad start, but them just working him enough where, you know, he doesn't pitch deep into this game. So I'm probably going to pass on Joe Ryan at 9,400, but if you're playing large field tournaments, he's definitely a guy you could potentially play here. Yeah, he's kind of below Verlander, Chilito, Nola in this range. If I land on exactly 9,400, I'll throw him in because I'm guessing he's not going to get the same ownership. Obviously, not a great matchup versus Houston. They know how to work the count. Brian still hasn't gone over 90 pitches so far this season. But the strikeout stuff has been there. Even in a low strikeout matchup, he can end up getting there. So, again, prefer Giolito, prefer Verlander, prefer Nola. But if I'm landing on exactly his price tag, then I'll probably end up throwing him in. I'll be looking for Joe Ryan's strikeout prop, and if it comes in at like six and a half, I'll be betting the under. Yeah, that's fair. Um, Astros bats. I mean, Jordan Alvarez is like getting into that category of we could probably run exposure to him every single day. Kyle Tucker's 4,300. Um, Brantley's under 4k. Like I could see using some Astros bats here, but I'm not going to like go out of my way to make sure I have them. Yeah. Ryan's just good. Um, I don't really want to want to play bats against him. And if I was getting a discount, like Bregman or Tuve or uh, Alvarez were under 5k, maybe I still don't mind Tucker at 4.3k, but everyone else is just kind of too expensive for this matchup. Um, and I have no interest in Minnesota. Yep, full on out. All right, we got Baltimore at St. Louis. No total in this game because we don't know who's pitching for St. Louis. I've looked in three different places, and all the places that I looked at, none of them have who is pitching here for St. Louis. I didn't even, I couldn't even find like a projected pitcher. Um, so I have Angel Rodon as the projected pitcher, but I'm not sure that that's, that's true. Yeah. We're just going to roll with no pitcher here. Um, do you have any interest in Kyle Bradish going up against St. Louis? I mean, he had a rough first outing. Um, I mean, the guy's probably going to be pretty decent at some point. He is 6.1 K. I don't hate playing him, um, but it's not a terribly easy matchup. And the guy's still young, clearly not fully ready. So if you have to go super cheap, I don't mind a flyer on him, but I'm I'm likely just avoiding him. Yeah, I'll say this about Bradish. Like I would rank him over quite a bit pitchers in this range. I'd I would play him over Sensatella, Corbin, Bumgarner, Perez, 
Kikuchi maybe even. Um, I think he's okay. You yeah. know, it, it's a guy – it's a right-handed pitcher with four pitches going up against a right-handed heavy offense. So there's opportunity for him to do well in this game. Does it happen? I mean, probably not. But I think that if you're going to go in this range, you can roll the dice. Yeah. Um, all right, let's talk bats here. We'll go Baltimore. Um, if it is Rondon pitching, um, I'm gonna pull up his minor league stats really quick. They aren't great. He did have some decent strikeouts in triple A, um, but not really starter, not a ton of innings, projected to be middle of the road, um, if not below average, struggles with walks. So I mean. Maybe we fire up a Baltimore stack here. I'm fully into that. Um, if it is him, like they've been hitting the ball actually pretty well over the last week or so. And it's going to be 90 degrees in St. Louis. Um, Heck yeah, let's go. Let's go. Yeah, they're they're kind of my go-to stack if it is Rodon. Um, but Mont Castle 2.4k, Hayes 2.9k, Santander 2.5k, Mancini 3.2k, Mullins just good at 4.7k. Odor at 2K. I, I could see them being chalky in this spot here. The weather conditions are great. If it is Rodon, not a great pitcher. So, yeah, and they and he can get a little bit wild. I, I'm I'm all aboard for a Baltimore stack. Um, most pitchers, I'm probably still on board for a Baltimore stack. And I mean, I think St. Louis is another team you could potentially stack on this slate. You know, we talked about Bradish and how he has some potential, but looking at some of the prices, like if you just play Arenado, Goldschmidt, O'Neill, and then look for like two of these cheap guys, um, you can make this stack work without a problem. Yep. Young pitcher, hot in St. Louis, like you mentioned. Um, if he struggles a little bit, probably doesn't have a long leash. So I don't mind the St. Louis stack here. Yeah. No, I mean, Bradish. For me, it's St. Louis stacker fade. Um, he'll either have his good stuff or he'll have the rookie yips and get into some trouble. Yeah, in two outings, he has a 12% K rate. So, uh, I mean, there is some potential here for sure. Yep. Up next, we got Kansas City at Texas taking on the Rangers. Eight total in this game. Rangers, a 140 favorite. Brad Keller, Martin Perez. Any interest here in Brad Keller? No, I mean, he's occasionally getting it done, but strikeout upside really isn't there. Not a great pitcher. It's not a bad matchup, but I'm out. Yeah, I mean, if we look at we look at this season for Brad Keller last year, 19% K rate, 10% walk rate, and a 9.3% swinging strike rate with almost a 5x FIP. And if we look at just this year, still low strikeout rate. The walk rate has come down. Swing and strike rate has come down. Um, and the XFIP is still four and a half. So I think our I think our man, Brad Keller, is getting a little lucky. Um, and, and we've seen pitchers do this for a whole season before. Um, but I don't think I'm playing Brad Keller unless the Texas lineup is just absolute trash. Yep. I can tell you for certain I'm not playing Martin Perez here. Yep, I'm probably stacking up the Royals a little bit. I know the price tags aren't great, 
but Salvador Perez stands out as a fantastic spot here. Um, Perez versus Perez. I mean, he can just take the ball of ballpark. <laughs> Bobby Witt, 3.4K, probably a bit too cheap. Um, mostly just targeting the righties. So Dozier, Witt, Riviera, and anyone in this lineup. I mean, I'm, I'm not a fan of Martin Perez. I hate stacking against them, though. Every time I stack against them. It always works out terribly, but I just keep doing it because he gives up 41% hard contact and doesn't really strike out to many guys. You're like, you sit there and you know it's just going to happen one day. And, and like, Witt and Perez, they're both fly ball hitters from what we've seen so far from Witt. We know Perez is more of a fly ball guy. So a guy like Perez um, doesn't scare me for a guy like Perez. (laughs) Had to do it. (laughs) Crack myself up. Um, any interest in the Texas bats here? I mean, Keller's been limiting limiting damage pretty much every single game. I mean, the price tags aren't terrible. I know Simeon has been hanging with ball great, but 3.7k is not a bad price tag for him. Probably not paying 5k for Garcia. Seager's not a bad bat, 4.8k. I mean, it'll help Garver at 3.6k is pretty solid. Um, it'll help if the dome's open in 92 degrees. That'll probably sway me a little bit more in the stacking direction for the Rangers. But as of right now, they're just kind of a mediocre stack. Not a stack that I think I'd look at here. If I was going to stack them, it'd probably be like a three-man built around like Seager, Simeon, and Lowe, I guess. Garver. Garver, yeah. Cleveland at Chicago, taking on the White Sox here. Seven and a half total. White Sox, a 180 favorite. Uh, Quantrell. Against Lucas Giolito, any interest here in Cal Quantrill? Not really. At 7.5K, there's too many guys in that range. I mean, White Sox are a good hitting lineup. Don't really strike out a huge clip. Quantrill's a below average strikeout guy. Doesn't give up a ton of damage to righties, but really doesn't strike him out too much. So I'm, I'm just, I don't see any upside here and a whole lot of downside. Quantrill's just not good. 15% K rate, 13% walk rate, 6x FIP. I'm looking at the White Sox bats today. He's done a great job limiting power, but I think there's like some massive regression with those ISO numbers for him. So, yeah. Um, Lucas Giolito on the other side of this game, facing a really tough Cleveland team, is a 40% K rate on the season. He's given up some power and struggled a little bit with home runs um, against the Angels and the Cubs the last couple times out. But he's just, ceiling-wise, he's right up there with Verlander as, like, top ceiling play. I prefer Verlander over Giolito, but, I mean, you could double-barrel these guys for sure. Yeah, I mean, I prefer Verlander. I think I prefer Nola to Giolito, but Giolito's probably third on that list of spend-ups. I mean, he's been striking out just everyone. Not a terrible matchup, not a great matchup going up against Cleveland. Um, probably right around league average in terms of strikeouts, but really doesn't matter for him. He can strike out anyone. So yeah, G Lito, I'm on board for him. Yep. Um, I have no interest in Cleveland. The only thing I'll say, I'll say I said the same thing yesterday. There's a good chance, a very good chance that Jose Ramirez comes in at less than five percent owned. Yeah, and he's good. He's he's very good at hitting baseballs, like. Giolito's average hit distance against lefties this year is 335. Um, White Sox. Man, I love the White Sox here. Kyle Quantrill walks people. No strikeouts, really. 
I know that the White Sox have not been the best team this season. They're bottom five in a lot of stats, but they're not striking out. There's going to be a lot of contact made in this game, plus the walks. Sign me up for a White Sox stack here, Grant. They're just expensive, but I, I think they are they could potentially be a top-end top, top end stack today. Yep. Yeah, no, I think they're fully worth it. Um, they're good. Quantrill's due for some negative regression. Um, not a lot of great hitting lineups and good matchups today. So, yeah, I'm on board for them. All right. We got Tampa Bay, Adelaide taking on the Angels. Corey Kluber going up against Dietmers. Eight and a half total in this game. The Angels, a, I mean, this is a pick'em game pretty much everywhere. So any interest here in Corey Kluber? I mean, he's in play. I mean, he's right in that range with Robbie Ray, um, with kind of everyone in the AK range. And he's fine. Like he's been very solid the last two starts. It's a good strikeout matchup. Um, again, probably prefer Nola him but Kluber probably better than Ray probably better than Wood probably better than Carrasco when you consider the matchup yeah I think he's okay I think he's okay he's not my favorite he be I mean his two good starts were Oakland and Minnesota yeah, that's pretty easy to have a good start against. But yeah, like Oakland's the worst team in baseball against right into pitching this season. And Minnesota, they just strike out so much. Um, I don't know if I believe in Corey Kluber yet. His ERA is two whole points lower um, than his XFIP and Sierra. And yeah, he just doesn't seem to have that out pitch against righties. And I mean, Rendon, Trout, righties. Um, I don't know. I'm on the fence on him for sure. I don't think I play him. And then Dietmer's on the other side. I probably don't play him either. Tampa does have, like Syndergaard striking out Tampa. Like they have some strikeouts um, in this lineup. And my only problem with like Dietmer's is like they can go pretty right-handed heavy outside of like Lau and Lau hits left-handed pitching really well. Um, so I just don't see myself using him today. Yeah. I mean, he's below average pitcher sitting far too high priced. I'm out on um, bats in this game. Tampa side, um, man, Wander Franco, Yande Diaz, definitely. And I mean, as much as Zanino has like struggled to start the season, he's starting to hit some home runs here and he gets a lefty. So I definitely don't mind Zanino at catcher. Yep. Yep. Right-handed power. Detmer uh, since the beginning of last season, 217 ISO, big fly ball guy. Decent amount of hard contact. Doesn't strike out righties. Walks a lot of righties. So full stack, I'm completely fine with. And then, yeah, Rosarino, Zunino, Diaz, Franco. I'm I'm all aboard for him. I didn't even mention Rosarino. Shame on me. He just hit a home run, too. Mm-hmm. Um, Angels bats. What are your thoughts here on the Angels bats? I mean... I, I'm probably more of a fan of Kluber than you are. Um, but, I mean, if you're going to play anyone, it's Rendon and Trout. You want to target the righties. Kluber's been very good versus lefties since the beginning of last season. So, I mean, it's pretty much Trout, Rendon, probably not paying 5.6K for Ward. 
Ward might not even be in the lineup. Um, tight hamstring, so he wasn't even in the lineup. But, yeah, they're just so expensive. It's tough to stack the Angels when two of the hitters are over 6K, and there's so many good pitchers on the slate. I mean, I think that's what you run into when you're potentially trying to stack the Angels. So I'm going to try not to tilt. Gomber's giving up runs, and it's going to tilt me. Cubs, Padres, no total in this one. It sounds like Wade Miley is going to be the starter here, so probably just waiting to see if we get more news on that. Books are anyway. And then the other side for the Padres, we got Mike Clevenger. Do you have any interest in Wade Miley here? I mean, he is 4K. How, how long did he go in his last start? I didn't find it. I couldn't find it either. Um, I think he made two AAA starts. Yeah. Um, I mean, through four innings in his last one, looks like. I mean, he's 3K. I mean, 4K. I, I don't hate it as a full-on punt. You're, you're hoping for like 11 points. That, that's, that's pretty much it. You're really not hoping for too much. Miley is mediocre pitcher, decent ground ball guy, not going to get a ton of strikeouts. Like if they throw a few lefties in there, then yeah, I'm fine with him. I mean, like, he was solid last year. Yeah, and he's 4K. It's just I don't know how late he's going to go in the game. So you're really not you're, – you're, you're hoping for 12 points. So you can spin up for Verlander and get a – pricey stack like he's in play yeah i just i want to know because it was an elbow injury for him and like on his pitching elbow so i think we need to see if they give us a pitch count i wouldn't be shocked if he throws like 50 pitches in this game yeah um i can tell you i'm not playing clevenger on the other side of this game really 6.9k i know he struggled in his first outing and walked a lot of guys but it's a decent strikeout matchup. Sell me Grant because I don't know. We haven't seen him, what, since 2019, 2020? Yeah, no, it's been a while. And I mean, again, he didn't look great in his last outing. Um, but he's 6.9K, probably going to get close to 100 pitches. It's a decent matchup going up against Chicago. Um, that's basically it. I'll, unless he's got a lot of people are going to play him. I'll. I'll take the shot that he can get things back together a little bit. Yeah, I um, just quickly. So he threw the first start against Cleveland. He threw 93 and a, 93 and a half on average. 2020, he was averaging 94 to 96 miles an hour in the restart. Velocity was definitely down a little bit. Um, didn't he do something to like his knee or something? I can't Tommy remember. Jones. Was it Tommy John? Yep. Okay, I couldn't remember if it was Tommy John or if it was. I thought it was a knee, but um, it was Tommy John. You're right. Um, I don't know. 95 pitches in his first start, like you said, somewhat intriguing against the Cubs. It's, it's 63 just... degrees in San Diego. Like, I'm definitely going to rely a little bit on Vegas team total, implied team total here. Um, yeah, we don't have that yet. Yeah, but, I mean, he – like, I know we only have one start to look at. And, yes, his velocity is slightly down, but 
I mean, I don't want it's 6.9 K on a slate where we just don't have cheap pitchers. Yeah. Is, no, he I hear much, you. is he that much worse than Kikuchi and he has more upside than Kikuchi? He probably actually has more strikeout upside. Yeah. I don't know. Um, yeah, maybe I maybe Clevenger's in play more than I thought. Uh, as far as the Cubs bats, um, what's standing out to you for Chicago? I mean, I'm probably stack or fade. Again, Clevenger could be great or it could be terrible. Um, he'd give up a decent amount of fly balls on his first outing. He got wild. So, I mean, Ortega's cheap, Suzuki probably a little bit too cheap. Half was a little bit too cheap. Contreras is a good bat. So I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm in for anything. We don't have a huge sample size of what Clevenger's splits are going to look like. We don't know how good he is on any single pitch, just based on his first one. All we know is his velocity is down. Don't have a big enough sample size or anything else. So I'm willing to take a stack or fade, but I'm probably more going to fade them. Like I might end up with one stack. Yeah, I mean, you're not joking. This this lineup is – you look at some of the 2022 numbers of this lineup, and it's not good. Um, yeah. And one of the highest strikeout rates in baseball. So maybe Clevenger does look more appealing than I originally thought. So uh, as far as the Padres bats go here, I mean, obviously a ton of interest in Machado. Um, I have interest in Alfaro if he catches in this game. He's 3,800. He – even when he was with Miami, he really hit left-handed pitching well. So I definitely don't mind Alfaro. If Profar gets a good lineup spot, he's someone that is better um, against left-handed pitching. He's better from the right side, shows more power from the right side. And he's probably cheap, too. What's Profar? 4K. Yeah, I mean, that's cheap enough. So if he draws a good lineup spot, I definitely don't mind looking at, like, him and Kim, I could definitely see like a three or four man stack here for San Diego against Miley. Yeah, I don't hate it. Um, I'm pro like Miley just doesn't get blown up. He's a big ground ball guy, so I'm probably gonna stay away. But I, I don't hate the stack. I'm just if it was hotter over in San Diego, but 63 degrees right there at sea level, I just I don't know if I want to pay the prices for most of these guys, but Alfaro and Machado are the two guys that kind of stand out. All right, we got Miami at Arizona, the chalky game um, from last night anyway. Eight total in this one, and the Marlins a 140 favorite. We got Lazardo going up against Bumgarner. Jesus Lazardo, 9,100. Love this spot for him today. Yeah, I mean, he's been pitching great. I mean, he's still a little bit wild, but not really a ton of bats that know how to work a count in this lineup. Lefty, so, I mean, they have a – a lot of their good bats are lefties. Probably aren't going to be in the lineup here. Again, I don't know. Who if are I... they going to play? Oh, like Luplo. Kelly, Luplo, Ahmed, I guess. Yeah, Hamill. Verdumo. Yeah. Like, it's not going to be a good lineup. No, it's not. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's it's just going to be a bad lineup. And Lizardo, I don't like this price tag, but he's been – He's been striking out a ton of guys. So if they throw some lefties in there, it's great. If they throw the righties in there, they're bad righties. So, I mean, I think I prefer Nola. I think I prefer going up to Giolito and Verlander, but Zardo is probably going to be in the mix. 
he's going to be a lot lower owned than those guys, though. I think that's kind of the appeal to to looking at him in this spot. Yeah, I'm probably just going to really just diversify my pitching in the, on this slate just because there's so many good ones. I'm just going to kind of wait and see where ownership ends up getting projected at because that could drastically change things. Like Noel's coming in at 40%, Lazardo's coming in at 8%. I'll go Lazardo almost every time. Um, any interest here in Madison Bumgarner? No. That was a fast no. I don't play Madison Bumgarner. I don't I mean, either. He's not good. He's not good. If he was 4K, like I think it'd be a choice between him and Miley. But I mean, sitting at over a 5X, but below average K rate pitcher does not get ground balls, gets a lot of fly balls. And while Miami's not a good baseball team and they get a lot of Ks, they still have some popping. So. No, I don't want to play Bob Gardner. But Grant, he has a 1.5 ERA. Yeah, I don't care. <laughs> I don't. He, I mean, I know it's ERA is so me. dumb. <laughs> Just yeah. Such a dumb number. Yeah, he also has a 6.09. Nice. Uh, Expert. Yeah. Um, I mean, he got ejected against this team in the first inning of the, or second inning or something like that. Yeah, like, for sticky stuff. Yeah, that, that, did you see the clip of that ump just staring him down? Yeah, yeah. Hey, Bumgarner, but that ump was probably probably should get fired. I don't think he should get fired. He should get. There's sus- a lot of umps I feel like should get fired. Yeah, I, I like the suspension route. Um, oh, one, can one, we agree one that one Angel thing. Hernandez should be fired? No. Um, I think he should totally stay in baseball because he's Angel Hernandez and it's fun. <laughs> <laughs> right though, like I mean, <sighs> maybe keep him out of the playoffs at least. Why? Don't let him do the World Series. <laughs> <laughs> uh, listen, umpiring, good or bad umpiring, is part of baseball and it always has been, and I think it's just fun. Um, yeah, I'm not. I'm not playing Bumgarner. I can tell you that. I actually kind of like some of these Miami bats. The roof's going to be open here. Um, Jesus Aguilar, Soler, uh, guys that you know kind of stand out here. And then um, if Birdie won't be in the lineup because he is banged up right now, but if Garcia is in there at 3100, throughout his career he's been a lot better against left-handed pitching. So definitely don't mind him or. Um, cause Anderson, Anderson and birdie would be the two guys that I like a lot. And I don't think either one of them are going to play. I think they're both going to be out for this game. Yeah. Um, I'm fine with any of the power righties. Aguiar Cooper's still cheap. Soler, I have a sale Garcia. Um, they're all cheap. Probably not playing jazz in the lefty lefty matchup. I mean, bum gardeners just not great versus righties anymore. Hey, look, my Stephen Kwan prize picks over got there. Um, my Bain and Brooks overs are not looking good. I still need a lot to happen for the morning grind um, prize picks four play that I gave out yesterday on prize picks. Kwan got there, but I need Harper and Schwarber to get there. Um, Arizona bats, I definitely don't mind like Luplo or probably Luplo is a one-off here. Lizardo, when he does give up power, it's usually to right-handed power bats. And Luplo is 
a big-time platoon guy that has a ton of power against left-handed pitching he has throughout his career. That's the only reason this guy is still in the majors is because he can hit left-handed pitching. Yeah, yeah, he'd be the one guy I would consider. Outside of that, probably just out on everyone. He's been stealing some bases, too. Watch out. Philadelphia at Seattle taking on the Mariners. Six and a half total in this game. Philly's a 120 favorite. Aaron Nola going up against Robbie Ray. Um, great pitching matchup here. Let's talk Aaron Nola first. I would say a rocky start to the season is the best way to describe it. You know, kind of struggled a little bit to get going here. And I mean, he's faced the Mets three out of five games now. And he's three out of six. Crushed the, he's done great the last three games. Yeah. The strikeout stuff, like slow start to the strikeout stuff, but it's coming. And I have Nola as my second favorite pitcher on the slate. I have him at number one when you consider price. I mean, 8,900, too cheap. It's above average strikeout matchup. He's good. He's far better than this price tag. Nola is my number one pitcher on this slate when you incorporate price. And he's not far behind Verlander and Roth points. Yeah, I just I think about the potential for that Minnesota lineup today if some of these guys are out. And I just have to, in my head, I have to put Verlander first. But I get you. I hear you. Um, we both like Nola a lot here. Yep. You know. The one or two guys that could potentially hurt him in this lineup are are Winker and you know he's Winker has a two thirty four woba to start the season. Um, you know Suarez thirty percent K rate to start the season. You know he has some power. It's just overall it's a great spot. Um, well, these guys like in the bottom of the lineup have tons of strikeouts. Like there's what one or two low strikeout bats, and that's kind of it. Yeah. I think every time I stack the Marlins, it's the bottom of the order that hits home runs and stuff. Um, So annoying. Anyway, the other side of this game, we got Robbie Ray going up against Philadelphia. Robbie Ray has not pitched great to start this year. He's yet to score over 25 fantasy points in a game. He did throw 102 pitches last time out. His strikeout rate's at 20% on the year. 8% 8% walk rate, swing and strike rates till 20%. The one thing that Robbie Ray has going for him here is Harper and Schwarber should both be in the lineup, and that's big-time strikeout upside if he faces them two, three times through the lineup. But I'm struggling with what to do here with Robbie Ray because the matchup is actually solid, but the start to the season hasn't been the best. I mean, unless he's going to come in super, super low on, I'm probably avoiding him. I mean, the numbers haven't been great so far this year. I knew he was due for some negative regression. Looks like his walks are back up a little bit, which definitely hurt him. The main thing is, like, Kluber, Carrasco, Nola, Wood, Severino, all within 800 of him or less. That That's my problem. Like, on a different slate where we didn't have this much pitching – I'd definitely be on board. I think his numbers are going to be better than what they are. I absolutely think that. This isn't the easiest matchup in the world going up against Phillies who have a lot of good bats. I'm not going to argue with it. And again, if he's just coming in entirely overlooked on this slate, you can play him. But the pitching weather is good, which helps. It's going to be 52 degrees in Seattle. Um, But the problem is just everyone else. Um, Why play him when you can play Nola on the other side for 600 more? 
Any interest in bats in this game as a whole? No. No. Bad weather, good pitching, no interest. We finished it out. I don't have any interest in hitters in this game either. I guess the only guy that I'll point out is Reese Hoskins, 4K against the lefty. Gosh, I love that. Cassianos, too, is 4,600 against Ray. I could see either one of them, like, hitting a home run in this spot. Yeah. Right-handed power against Ray has always been a thing, so... We finish it out with Sensatella against Alex Wood, Colorado at San Francisco, seven total. The Giants are 190 favorites. Any interest here in Sensatella? Not really. He is cheap and he's not an awful pitcher, but the strikeout stuff just isn't there. So I'm I'm just and especially not there versus lefties, and they'll probably platoon out multiple bats. I he's cheap. He's cheap. And if Miley's not in the slate and you need someone really cheap. Go ahead, play some Stella. He can end up with 15 points, 10 points, 12 points. But, yeah, I just – he's not very good, and you're not getting much upside. So, it's, it's clearly just a price punt, and you're probably better off playing Miley, even if he's going to pitch 70 pitches. But until we get a Miley pitch count, I'm probably out on some Stella. I'm out on him regardless. I just don't see the point. He's I mean, he throws a ton of strikes, but, I mean, he has a 6% strikeout rate, 6, per, 6 xFIP. Um, over 400 Woba to start the season. <laughs> it's just, it, it, it's not been good. I know, like, he pitches in cores. Um, and he's pitched four of his five games in cores, but he struggled in Detroit against the Tigers. Um, so I'm not giving him a pass. Yeah. Strangely enough, his worst outing has been on the road. <laughs> yeah. It's so weird. He, he's figured out how to pitch in cores. Um, Alex Wood on the other side of this game. I mean, 8100 is a fair price for Alex Wood. The matchup isn't the best. I'm probably going to pass on Alex Wood here. Again, he's fine. I'd rather go Kluber. I'd rather go Nola. Probably rather go Severino, but he's fine. I mean, it's going to be 50 degrees over in San Francisco. Rockies aren't a terribly high strikeout team on the road, but I, I just... I'd rather go get up to Noel. I'd rather get up to Carrasco. I'd rather get up to Kluber. I'd rather get up to Ray. I'd rather pay down to Severino. He's, man, nah, I'd probably play Wood over Severino. But like, there's just so many pitchers in the AK range. I don't see the need for Wood unless you absolutely can't get up like four to seven hundred dollars more. Yeah, just the strikeouts. There's just not a lot of strikeouts here. They can go, and I say that, and like Radon, I think he had like five strikeouts in the first. Yeah. yeah who who the uh, highest strikeout pitcher in the league which is not the same as alex Wood. <laughs> yeah not the same Bain i did and Brooks play. have combined for two points so far in the first half i'm losing money tonight guys <laughs> thank you Jokic. right <laughs> no i mean and tyus jones is making me some money in celtics not actually losing money i'll make money but yeah still I'm not going to make money in DFS tonight. So, thank it you, Kiermaier, for a stolen base. <laughs> Gomber, Gomber, he gurued me. <laughs> um, Dodgers and Gomber, the death of my DFS slate today. But anyway, Colorado bats. Alex Wood's solid. He doesn't typically get blown up. As much as I probably won't play him, I'm not going to try to pinpoint. 
one or two home runs against them in this spot. Yeah, I'm probably just out on bats in this game. It's 50 degrees in San Francisco. Sensatella doesn't really get beat up that often. He'll give up some runs and apparently get crushed by Detroit, but big ground ball guy, bad ballpark, bad bad weather. I'm, I'm just out on bats on this game. Yeah, I mean, you could play Connor Joe. He's like the only fly ball hitter in this team, so maybe take a shot on him, but he's 5,400. He's priced like he's in course, or 4,900 priced like he's in course. I like Crone. It's just I don't want to pay 5,400 for him. Yeah. Um, I mean, the Giants are – I think the Giants could be your late-night hammer on this slate. Um, Sensatella is just not good. Yeah, I mean – I mean, my problem is that weather with him being a ground ball pitcher, the ball's not leaving the yard. Like, yeah, I could see using Belt, Istrimsky, Jock, Jock Jams. Yeah. Like, those three are probably fine. Crawford. But, yeah. But, I mean, they're not great when you consider the ballpark and the temperature. And Sensatella, like, I, I, that, that's my problem. It's just I'm not going to get – I may get six, seven runs – but it's going to come off of just singles, maybe doubles. Like, that, that's pretty much what it is. Fair enough. Um, all right. Let's play the morning grind game, and then uh, we'll get out of here. Under 8K to get six or more strikeouts. Who do you like today? I want to go with the easy one with Severino. I'm going, I'm going with Clevenger. I like that. I like that. Um, I guess I'll go Garrett Whitlock because I think he's one of the only other guys that can get six strikeouts or more if I don't take Severino. Over 8K to score under 15. Who's your bust today? Uh, this is a tough one. This is a really tough one. There's not really a – I guess Robbie Ray, but I don't think any of them do. Yeah, I think this is like one of those. I'm going to take Alex Wood. I think a lot of these guys score over 15 today. Uh, over 4,000 to hit a home run. Who's going yard today? Over 4,000. All the guys I like are under 4K. Um, under 4K. Wander Franco. I like it. Um I'm going to go Luis Robert for Chicago White Sox. I like it. Under 4K to get two hits. Who do you, who's a cheap bet that you like today? Trey Mancini. Oh, I like that one. I can get behind that. I'm going to go Rosarina. Even though I almost took Luplo. Both of those guys. There you go. Four hits. Stack to score six or more runs today. Going off the board. I'm going to Baltimore. I don't think that's crazy. The more that like we broke down this slate, the more I don't think that's crazy. I mean, they're the best stack on the slate, in my opinion, with their price tags. Will they score six runs? I'm sure that you'd probably rather have Miami. I'm sure you'd probably rather have a Atlanta, probably. The There's White Sox. Yeah, the White Sox. That's There's my definitely stack definitely a few today. stacks, yeah. But, I mean, I just I, – I, I'm a big fan of them today. All right, that's going to wrap it up here for today. Grant, any final thoughts before we get out of here? Nope. Let's see if Bain and Brooks can get together, and let's go Memphis.
33 to 39 in the first half. Um, live locks, Grant. Scores and odds or rotor grinders, YouTube. Scores and odds, YouTube, every day at two o'clock Eastern, except for Wednesdays. It's at 10 a.m. Eastern. Um, yeah, breaking down bets up. I've been doing it since the beginning of February, up 35 units, I think, 40 units, something like that. Yeah, take advantage of that free, um, free. Like, right? Yeah, it's free. It's free. I'm literally just giving you money. Yeah, there you go. So check that out over there. Scores and odds, YouTube. Hey, hit the subscribe button. Turn on the little notifications and you'll get the get the video when Grant goes live. There you go. That's going to wrap it up here for Tuesday. We'll be back tomorrow talking baseball with Keith. Good luck, everyone. We'll see you then. Hey, kids.